Good morning, everyone. This is Goose. Today's date is September 11th, 2022. On September 11th, 2001, tragic events unfolded. Those events were heartbreaking, and the effects are still being felt today. On today's show of Here to Chew Bubblegum, episode 97, and segment one, we are going to talk about the 9-11 attacks. Now, keep in mind that we have attempted to talk about this before, and we've not really got into it. I was close-minded, and I did not want to disrespect anyone's memory, sacrifice, or their surviving family members. Today's show is dedicated to everyone that was affected by September 11th, 2001, because these are just our thoughts and just our opinions. And again, no disrespect is meant to any of the survivors, uh, the families, first responders, or everyone that perished that day. Hear people say we don't need this war, but I say there's some things worth fighting for. What about our freedom and this piece of ground? We didn't get to keep them by backing down. They say we don't realize the mess we're getting in. Before you start your preaching, let me ask you this, my friend. Have you forgotten how it felt that day to see your homeland under fire and her people blown away? Have you forgotten when those towers fell? We had neighbors still inside going through a living hell. And you say we shouldn't worry about Bin Laden Have you forgotten? They took all the footage off of my TV They said it's too disturbing for you and me They'll just breed anger That's what the experts say If it was up to me I'd show it every day Some say that this country's Just out looking for a fight But after 9-11 Man, I'd have to say that's right Have you forgotten How it felt that day See your homeland under fire And our people blown away Haven't you forgotten When those towers fell We had neighbors still inside Going through a living hell And you say we shouldn't worry about Bin Laden Haven't you forgotten Well I've been there with the soldiers Who've gone away to war You can bet that they remember Just what they're fighting for Haven't you forgotten When those people killed 
Absolutely did. I was in my house watching Jerry Springer. I was off for that day, and they they broke through with uh, the first tower going down. And I'm emotional when I talk about it. So, <laughs> well, is there anything that you want to say to our nation's first responders? You are our heroes. I mean, just thank you all for all you do. My my father-in-law is a retired firefighter, so I mean, just thanks for everything. Did you care to share with the Here to Chew Bubblegum audience where you were at on September 11, 2001? Driving in Texas up to Tyler, Texas to make a shipping run for the company I worked for at the time. Is that Listening to everything on the radio as it happened. Okay. Is there anything that you would want to say uh, on uh, this day to our nation's first responders? Thank you for everything you've done. Appreciate you and love you very much. From the heart of Appalachia, located under a shopping mall near the city that moves mountains, you're listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum. Greetings. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Fuckers. Dirty it, Dan, you gotta raise your camera up a little bit. You're cutting your head off. Darian, do you wanna say hello? Um, I'm fine. I'm just here. Okay, we also have Darian with us this morning. We're very excited to have him here. Uh, guys, I want to start out, thank you everyone for joining us this morning on Twitch and on the podcast. If you're listening on the podcast, uh, before the intro started, you heard a uh, disclaimer. Uh, it's the first time we've ever had a disclaimer. And well, for, uh, y'all, for y'all, maybe I get them daily. I was going to say, that's surprising in Rebecca's presence. She's used to them, but you, know, and, uh, you got to start somewhere. The uh, reason we had the disclaimer is because... We're going to be talking about the uh, September 11, 2001, 9-11 attacks. And uh, Rebecca had tried to talk about this before on the show, and I think, Dirty Dan, you, you, you may have, and I shut you both down, uh, because I believed that at that time, I did not want to disrespect anyone that was affected by September 11th, any of the victims, and that was very close-minded of me. And I have grown uh, since then. And we are going to talk about that in segment one today. Opening up, we're not going to have any email. We're going to talk about Flockfest. Rebecca, thank you very much for having that idea, putting it into motion. I am still on a spiritual high from last Sunday. Same. I still haven't, like, I still haven't processed or, like, had a chance to... Like, Flockfest is still going in my... Like, I'm still there. Dirty Dan, 
what was your thoughts on Flockfest when people actually started on Sunday, started arriving, and it was getting in, in full motion? I mean, I was uh, – I can't really say I had any thoughts when people started showing up because um, I was just in, like, autopilot mode of, of – answering and entertaining Bob 38 times for the same damn meat and vegetables question. Do we have enough hot dogs? Yes, Bob. Do we have enough rolls? Yes, Bob. Do we have enough hamburgers? Yes, Bob. Um, he has to ask the same question like 16 different ways. And his, his reasoning is to make sure that I get the same answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, uh, Darian came with me and thank you, Darian, for coming with me last week. I, I, I know that you had a great time as well. I want to thank everyone that I met at Flockfest. There is so many, too many to name. Um, I did take some video clips, and I'm working on, I thought I would have it done by now, I'm working on a Flockfest, you could call it a video, possibly a mini uh, or a short film documentary, um, because I've got all kinds of footage uh, from Flockfest. I've got interviews with Flockers. Also in this show, I'll have those same flockers that I did interviews with uh, telling us about their experience on September 11, 2001. Those clips will be played uh, when the podcast audio version drops at 4 o'clock today. Um, Shout out to our unfortunate videographer who couldn't come. Corey, my man, I still love you. Stop buying Chrysler products. You should know by now it's not just a Jeep thing. Wasn't it his radiator <laughs> that blue or some shit? In, in his Jeep. His third one. That <laughs> there's, I mean, when I when we pulled up at, at the driveway and saw the welcome table, I was impressed because I saw uh, ship mess first. I gave her a bottle or a mason jar of real, authentic, one hundred percent Eastern Kentucky moonshine, and. Just meeting everyone in person. I am a better person for coming to Flockfest. Public disclaimer, the moonshine was made and bought legally and transferred legally. It was a small enough quantity for personal consumption only and not public sale. Hey, hey. You are full of disclaimers this morning. <laughs> you, you, you can actually make as much as you want. You just can't store it. That's oh, you where can't. you get in trouble. False. You can't False. Six, like, yeah. six, six gallons is what the Kentucky law is. Okay. And you cannot, that is for personal consumption uh -huh. for 365 days a year, and you cannot sell it. If you sell it, you must apply for your liquor license. I could say so many things about that, but I, but I, but I'm not going to. Um, Dirty Dan's had to look this stuff up. All right. Trust okay. Me. Okay. Um, well, I I could have made a, a crude comment on some words you used there, but I'm not going to. Um, but but it would have been funny. But just you know, and I, you guys know me. You have known me for over a year. You've you've met me in person. You know, for 26 years, I was a law enforcement officer. Uh, I actually retired, you know, I guess like 10 days ago. Uh, and I'm taking a little break right now, kind of deciding on if I want to go ahead and continue it. Um, but you started a great private career of walking in the nude. Yes, yes, I have. And I'm, I'm, I'm making a lot of money. Uh, when people ride by 
and throw quarters, that actually hurts. I wish you would quit doing that. But make it hell. But 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 getting back to Flockfest, you know, I don't have and I've even told you guys this, I don't have a lot of close friends. And that's something that I've just, you know, over the years I've been burned so many times. I have a hard time trusting people. But when we parked the truck and we walked up and started talking with everyone, instantly, within 10 seconds, I felt like I've known these guys forever. I felt loved. I felt uh, accepted. I felt like they had my back. And me, I felt the same way towards them. And the feeling, I mean, it, it's just indescribable. And like I said, I'm still on a spiritual high. What are you laughing about, Dirty Dan? <laughs> Second comment. Which one? <laughs> 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 but I'm sorry. You know, I'm I'm forty I'm forty seven. I'll be forty eight in December. I've never felt anything like that. Period. Hands down. And I've went to several family reunions where my family used to have them years ago. I've just never felt that before, and it was unreal. And I can't wait to do it again. And hopefully we're going to, well, not hopefully, we are going to do something in the spring. And you can tell us a little bit about that, Rebecca, if you want to, because I saw you on the ship show. You did a hell of a job on there. And, you you know, you said you didn't know if you could mention it. Yes, you can mention it. But where we may have it at is kind of still up in the air because I thought about a couple of different things. Here's how I was thinking about it and presenting it is, A, Flockfest is going to be officially an annual event. I've made executive decisions. We're also going to make it officially a three-day event because we ended up it ended up being that anyway because there was the post-party party and the pre or the pre-party party and the post-party party which I did not plan for, okay? So now we're just going to work all that in. So it's going to be a th- it's going we're going to have our own So it is Woodstock. Well, I mean, no, it's burning <laughs> more. Burning Man, and I want a giant flamingo made out of pallets that we're going to light on fire at the end of the night. Damn it. And you told me no. Remember, I asked you this, and you were like, listen, you can either have your fields plowed, or you can have a giant burning flamingo. And I, and you were like, you can't have both. And I was like, fine, I'll take my fields plowed. Don't even don't even try. And Giggity. So I know. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> but, and then in the spring, right, we're going to do the Here to Two Bubblegum camp out, and we're going to try to do Mammoth Cave first. Yes, and then yes. I was figuring that every year we would just do like a different location, like a different part. Now, see, th- th- no, that, that is totally fine with me. And, you know, I want the flockers that are, that are interested and want to come to this. What would make it easier on you guys to get to this event? Because Mammoth Cave, from where uh, uh, Short, Short Farms is at, is about, what, two and a half, two three hours, hours away? Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, uh, there's no reason why we couldn't do Mammoth Cave, and then we could do something in like Indiana, and then we could do something like to the fucking Tennessee. The right. uh, where'd we get married? Yeah, the Smoky Mountains. You yeah, know outside of Gatlinburg. Right. So, like, we could kind of just like <clears throat> circle where you know that wouldn't be super far. That might be closer for other flockers if they miss the other one or the Here to Chew Bubblegum crew. Right. So, I we I have a plan. We okay. Now, if we go to Mammoth Cave or wherever, hit dawned on me the other day that uh, instead of having it 
you know, I mean, you know, because what the plans are is we all meet up on Saturday. We have a meet and greet like, like, like we did on Sunday at Flock Fest. We eat, we barbecue, we talk, we have a good time. On Sunday, we do a live show. Well, we always do live shows on Sundays, but we have a live audience and mm-hmm. we stream the show. I'll uh, be uh, uh, taping the show to playback. I was thinking, and, and, and I want to make this as affordable as possible. And what I was thinking is if we rented a big, like... Uh, like one of those cabins? Yes, yes, where people yeah. where people could camp as well. That way it wouldn't cost them anything has, to like, camp. A, we, it has like a kitchen and like a dining hall and everything. Exactly. I know exactly what you're saying. Exactly. We used to rent those for birthday parties at the park. Yes, yes. Uh, that is that is what I was thinking. No, we could also on Saturday we could we could take tours of Mammoth Cave. We could do whatever we wanted. One thing that I wouldn't and and I'm thinking about maybe the end of March through mid May. Spring Saturday. break. Spring break. Okay. And people are available and kids are off okay. and stuff like that, and they can come too. Because what I think is we would do the live recording in front of the audience, and then. We're not going to have service, but we could still record stuff like while we're in yeah. the cave well, to add into the show. Yeah. Yes, definitely, definitely. That you know, I've been. This has been stirred in my mind, Goose. <laughs> well, good, good. Uh, because when I told you about what I was thinking about last Sunday, you're like, "Really? Are we going to start planning this down?" I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. We're not planning anything. This is just <laughs> something that I was thinking about. What's your thoughts on this?" And you know. <laughs> I really want to do it, and I think I know that I would benefit from it, and I think there's a lot of others that would benefit from it as well. Um, and like I said, you know, I will get a a cabin or a few cabins or something where you know we could camp out as well. You could have uh, uh, bathroom facilities, shower facilities, all all that good stuff. You know. Um, that's 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 what I'm thinking. I don't, yeah, I don't rough it well. I don't rough it well. I need I need running water. Well, there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Well, at least I know I'm never being gotten rid of then. Why? Remember, you told me it's not your job. <laughs> so, as many people found out, if I don't cart water, we don't have running water. So. <laughs> She she very blatantly told me the other day while filling the cistern that water is my job, not hers. So that means that's my, my safeguard. One thing that I would like to see at Flockfest next year, and I want everybody's opinion on this that's watching live. I want Darian, your opinion, Rebecca, yours, Dirty Dan, yours. I would like to have... And if you don't want to do this at Flockfest, that's totally fine. But I would love to do this at the Here to Chew Bubblegum, whatever we name it. But I would like maybe like just, just a portion from, let's say, two to three as an example, where we have an open mic where somebody, if they want to get up and share a story or what being there means to them, because I think that that would be a good thing because, number one, it would – let us get to know them better. It would bond us with them. And if they have anything that's bothering them, sometimes it helps to talk about it. And like um, I think uh, Jess said uh, a few comments ago, you know, you have 50 close friends now. Yes, I do. And you guys, you know, I consider you family. If you ever need anything, all you have to do is reach out to me. But I would like to have like a, like a comment section. Well, um, 
What's your thoughts? So I was going to do that this year. Um, after I gave my toast, I was going to open it up. But I figured with the first one and the fact that nothing went on schedule that day, I don't think I do want to do that next year. I do want to open it up. I do. There was a lot of things that I had planned that I did want to incorporate in that right. we just, it just never happened. Um, and now next year I know what to put energy towards, what not to put energy towards. I already have kind of everything set up in place. Now it's just going to be a matter of changing the dates on it. Right. Like everything's already yeah. set. Um, so I would like to do that. I would also like to do <clears throat> something more too. We, we ended up doing it, uh, late, way later that night, but just kind of like sitting around the fire, you know, having a conversation with everybody. Yeah. I know a lot of people kind of left early on Sunday and didn't really stay for that part of it, which is fine. That's absolutely fine. But I want more of that. Like I didn't even bust out the cards or nothing. And I mean, we, we still had like 30 people at the fire though. No, the other fire, the little fire, oh. Oh, the little yeah. fire. And so, but yes, and I have that, I have that written down. I do. I did want to do that this year and I decided against it with it being the first one and people being nervous and all that. So next year I think we'll definitely have, Good, but people you know, being nervous. Yeah, what? Uh, how about people being nervous? How about you being broken by people? <laughs> how we broke me. Now, um, chaotic had a good idea—a closed uh, confession booth. Uh, we could actually set a camera up in there if somebody. If I mean, and I could set a camera up if you guys are interested in that. That could be. That's very intriguing. Uh, I like that. I. I, I I mean, it's just, I, uh, I am still speechless. And when I think of Flockfest and I watch the videos um, and see pictures, I can't help but but smile. That 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 makes me smile, and it makes me feel good inside. And uh, one of the funny things that, uh, and I thought Darian was going to tell it on me because he's at, yeah, and. I think you may have actually told it when we were talking to some uh, to Will and uh, maybe Jen. Uh, one of the times we'd walked out, I took pictures because I was impressed by looking at all the vehicles from different parts of the United States, California, uh, New Hampshire, Texas. I was impressed by those. So I started taking pictures. Who from California? I know there Jess's, was... Jess's rental car was California. Oh, <laughs> still, still, I, still I, California. Jess was coast to coast in I, one day. I, it still makes... <laughs> but I, I started taking pictures of the license plates. So Darian's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm taking pictures of the license plates. When I, when, when I, when I make the YouTube video, I'm going to put these in it. I am going to blur the license plates out. And Darian's like, did you have people's permission to do that? I'm like, no, but I'm sure they don't care because I'm going to blur the license plate. I'm going to mark them out so you can't see it. But I was blown away by just seeing all those license plates. And I think we actually walked back to the table and sat down and started talking to Jen and Will. And didn't you say uh, he was taking pictures of, of people's license plates? Well, uh, I know that, I know that was your plan, though. You come in, tell them you retired, then you're like, I'm <laughs> taking pictures of the plates, running them, doing all this stuff. I know. I, 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 I know you plan. No, 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 no. That, 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 uh, that, uh, <laughs> that, that's definitely not it. But... No. When I get the YouTube video put together, and I had it halfway put together, and I went back and watched it, and I scrapped everything 
because I did not feel like I was doing it justice because I captured so much good footage, so much good pictures, just everything. And um, that hopefully by the end of this week, Friday, the 16th, will be posted on our YouTube page. I'll post clips of it on uh, TikTok, on our Here to Chew Bubblegum Facebook page, on all that stuff. I can't thank you enough, Rebecca, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for having that. And when you uh, messaged me on, uh, I think it was Monday morning, um, and you've, you've, you've uh, messaged me thank you before, but when you messaged me that, you know, thank you, and, and that brought tears to my, and it's bringing tears to my eyes right now, just, you know, thinking about it. You texted me and stuff. You are beyond welcome. You are family, Dirty Dan. You are family. Darian, you're my family. I'm glad you finally said it. You were just ignoring me the last time you said it. <laughs> but just thank you, everyone. Uh, Rebecca, Dirty Dan, Darian, everyone that's watching on Twitch, everyone was there. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for the most, other than my kids being born and my grandson being born, the most memorable time that I've ever experienced in my whole entire life. I have to fully agree with you. It was, there's no words to describe it. What we all experienced and felt. And I know that none of us are the same people now versus when we, when we walked into that, like the minute you drove up that driveway to the, you're a completely different person now. And it's because of, it's because of those experiences and my favorite. So ship asked me what my favorite part was. And I've been thinking about this and I want to slightly change my answer. And I think that you'll agree with me. My favorite part, there's two of them. There's a before favorite part and then an after favorite part. And the before favorite part was having that moment with everyone, right? Like seeing everyone for the first, like, oh my God, you're real. And having that like initial hug of, oh my God, it's been two fucking years, right? And you're finally here. And being able to have that moment with everybody and afterwards even though everybody was at the same event seeing all the videos that everybody's posting about Flockfest and being able to like everybody had their own experience with it and it's cool to see through their perspective what the important parts of Flockfest were and that shit is what breaks me every time is seeing everybody's videos I'm gonna cry now well you know and I'm not crying you're crying I'm not crying you're crying you know and I've, you know, the world is a terrible place. And when you have people that are open, that don't judge you, that accept your beliefs, if it's different than theirs, they're not going to cuss you out or argue with you or wish death upon you or wish any negativity whatsoever. When you can come together and get along with those people, the world needs more of that because it's so hard to find nowadays. And for everyone that was there, everyone that wasn't able to be there in person but did watch the streams on TikTok, we need to hold on to that because what we've got is very rare. Because trust me, there's a lot of hate in this world, and I've saw a lot of it, and I've had to deal with a lot of it. But to see the opposite side of that was so uplifting. Darian, what's your thoughts on Flockfest? I was there. 
I was talking to people, and then you were, because you're an old man, you just drug me away because you needed to go to sleep. Well, I'm sorry. I had woke up at 3 a.m. that morning. I could not sleep. I actually only slept like two hours. Um, one of the... Yeah, he left an hour early before getting to reunite with someone who came into my life after Goose did in a completely small world way. Tim. Yeah, yeah, and tell Tim I'm sorry. And I like Purple Princess's <laughs> comments. He's like, next year we'll get a ride for Darian. So, you know, that means you don't have to leave when I leave. Um, but just thank you. I, and I can't quit saying that. I know Bolin really hated that he missed it. Uh, he is feeling better. I didn't tell him too much about it because I did not want to make him feel bad because he really – Felt bad that he missed it. So, you know, and I know he's probably watching or listening. And, uh, you know, but it's a uh, thank you very much, Chaotic. And, uh, Darian, that's what I was telling you about. Look at that comment. Chaotic603 says, Darian is a genius, by the way. I got the honor of finding that out. Yes, he is. He, uh, and, and uh, thank you, Chaotic, for that. And Chaotic told me that. And we talked about that a little bit when we were standing in the food line. He was telling me how intelligent Darian was. I said, yes, he is. He was exactly like my dad. He's like, oh, so you're like that too. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not. I'm like, on certain things I am, I'm like, but Darian's like, you know, a genius on everything. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very proud of Darian. I'm, I'm very proud of my son. You should um, be. You know, as, as he continues his path, into uh, his law enforcement career. Um, I want to thank him. Generation. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, you know, I'm going to have to get my daughter in here sometimes and uh, because I love her to death. She's a true blonde in every sense of the word. I do have blonde moments, but um, she uh, she's just uh, – she's, she's – uh, a little different sometimes on some things. Like uh, her, and, her and Darian, a real quick story, were driving in a car once, and she had a, uh, and she still has it. It's a uh, wiener dog, a uh, dash hound. So it was in the floor uh, at Darian's feet, and it was just walking, like, you know, around. So she yells at him, get that dog before it gets up in the engine. Because she really thought that the dog would, that was in the front passenger side could go up under the dashboard and go to the engine. And that's okay because at the fire, Rebecca found out cars have headlights. <laughs> Wait, what? Do you, what? Want, do you want to share that story with us? <clears throat> Listen, so... <laughs> It was dark and Karma and Colin were trying to leave. And I was like, how he's got a light. He can, he can help you like get through so that you don't run anybody over because they didn't want to go the other way because they were afraid of the car getting stuck in the mud. Right. So they were going to go back down the driveway. The, they were going to go out the exit or the entrance. Right. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There it is. <laughs> and I was like, how he's got a light. He can help you. And Colin just like touches my shoulder. He goes, we have headlights on the car. I was like, all right. It was just a major blonde moment. That I oh, oh Shimez really likes your truck, by oh, the way. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, 
<laughs> you know, and, 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 I mean, I I think I was out like maybe forty eight <laughs> bucks. So uh, for gas coming down there and back, so you know it, it wasn't that bad. Um, I had washed it a few days before, uh, but you know we 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 hit rain. We hit. Uh, but I'm happy. I'm smiling just talking about it. When we got to the bottom of the driveway, I stopped and took some pictures. <laughs> and, you know, even when you pull off the, the one road where the church is at, I saw those signs. And, but I went by them too quick, and there were people walking in church, so I wasn't able to stop and go take pictures of that. But I was, I was blown away, you know. Very organized, very just <laughs> great fun. Can we have that back, please, Purple Princess? What? <laughs> what did she say? My gosh, does. <laughs> Listen, the driveway's no joke, okay? The driveway's no joke. Um, yeah, but the whole light situation, there was another moment where I, ha I was just dumb for a second. I can't remember what it was. And um, a shout out to Mama Flocker. I did message her, I think, on uh, TikTok, uh, or it may have been on uh, Facebook. The cake was delicious that she made for me. I uh, thanked her for it. I love I Mama Flocker. I don't know how you got a cake out of this. <laughs> we were, you know, well, back at Char's birthday, when we were talking about it. I, I I'm pretty sure she asked me what my favorite cake was. I'm like, oh, I like the old school yellow cake, the chocolate icing. Nothing beats that. Um <clears throat> Yeah, Mama Flocker handled handled the menu. Dirty Dan handled the meat. Oh, stop! I was getting there. Dirty Dan handled the meat. Bob apparently handled the pre-party party. party. Um, Y'all pulled. The, I left. I was like, I gotta go, so I left. I had to go get a Donica from the airport, and y'all just like made a party happen. So that was cool. Um, my umbrella broke. That was the only other thing that like sucked <clears throat> is the, the umbrella I had out on the table back here. Right. Amy and Amber, I had we had just come back. We were walking out here. I didn't even think about it for the storm because I'm so used to it not existing in my reality. And I didn't know that it was open. I didn't remember that it was open. And the whole thing, the table and everything blew up against my shack. So here's the three of us trying to pick this thing back up. There's fucking pieces of the umbrella falling down. The whole thing collapses down. On Oh, my God. It was a shit show. Mike broke my driveway coming up here. He had to get towed up by dirt. It was just a shit show, like, from the start. Like, from the start of it. And it was fantastic, and I'm here for every goddamn minute but of it. But it kept getting better and better and better and better yeah. and better. Um, I can't wait till next year. I can't wait till, you know, spring break. I'm totally looking forward to that, you know. Um, and, and, and like I said, if anyone has any ideas, please post them now, you know, uh, let, um, the queen know, let Dirty Dan know, let myself, let Darian know, we will definitely, you know, try to do whatever just to get you guys there make sure you've got a place to stay, make sure you're fed, um, you know, and we'll treat you like family because you are a family. So, well, yeah. Goose, I mean, you would make a hell of a short farms taxi because your vehicle's one of the very few that were on that property that day that I was not concerned about getting stuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, it didn't help too, but it poured the fucking day before. Yeah. And then did you see that we collectively manifested like a whole bubble of no rain? Yes. Yes. Cause it was supposed to pour. 
going down your neighbor's driveway though that was rough as hell i i like going so down your driveway better our yeah our driveway is in uh a lot better shape than better you. shape i'll call it but it's a worse shape of, right. of hills and curves where his just has one one little turn and it's straight um unfortunately i think the stone company laying the stone in his driveway actually they screwed it up worse it before than, they dropped the stone on it yeah just they just they just made the problem worse. Yeah, is what they did. yeah. I mean, because going to that driveway, me and Darian were bouncing, uh, just bouncing around. I'm like, shit, this is a rough driveway. Oh yeah, try going up that driveway. It's oh, I, I wouldn't want to. I, uh, with I, the giant camper. Yeah, I would not. Well, and um, Ryan did that, you know. Oh no, I meant like Mama Flocker's camper. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah, right. No, so Ryan had you guys have like with those campers. Joe fed up, had to come up their driveway, and Ryan had to come up their drive because they're not gonna they're not gonna clear the trees because we have yeah. more trees on our driveway. And right. then that final turn, you're with that scrap pile being there, you're not gonna be able to swing it wide enough to no, you bank up on the ditch. Like like fed up trailer could have Ryan, Ryan no Ryan maybe but Ryan wasn't scared about the trees. First night Ryan shows up, he goes, "You weren't fucking kidding. I'm scared of that driveway." Now this is an oil rig and a rig driver coming up to me and saying this shit. I'm just like, "Listen, you can ask Mike, but I blatantly warned everybody. Like, it's not gonna be pleasant." There's a giant fucking ditch in a rock wall to your right, and there's an 80 foot plus drop at one point to your left. Okay. And it's just, I, it is what it is, folks. So, Paul, so Paul came, I picked Paul up from the airport, and it was dark when we were coming back, right? And he was like, this is kind of like, intense and then we went out during the day and i was like now that you saw it in daylight i was like does it make the, the drive more or less scary and he was like kind of both <laughs> oh. now i can see but then you can't see what you know is there right and i think paul was the only person that that was not there when we left that i did not get to tell bye to and uh i did text him after that um after i got back and uh so forth um, there's been some people that I've um, promised some shirts to. Now, um, the list grew a little bit, and some of these I promised like back at the end of June, or I'm, yeah, back at the end of uh, July. Um, and the mail has been messed up back here due to flooding. Uh, like, you know, where I grew up at, I had somebody mail me something. Normally it would take like two days for me to get it depending on what time of the day they mailed it. If they mailed it early, I would get it the next damn day. Um, a couple a couple weeks ago, it took like eight days for me to get something in the mail. But uh, I have ordered some shirts for, for people. You will be getting those, and that is all special thanks to Joe at Fed Up Gear. Uh, and instead of me getting on his site and just making, just ordering them individually, I texted him what I needed, what the where it was getting shipped to, and he took care of all that for me. And thank you very much, Joe. And, uh, again, uh, you guys will be getting those uh, hopefully next week. And there's one more thing. It's a piece of equipment that I need to send somebody, and I will be doing that hopefully this week. I will be getting that dropped in the mail. So, But, I mean, it just 
I, I will never forget Flop Fest 2022. Never. Well, I don't and, think anybody and, will. Anybody that was still there when it started to get dark <laughs> will understand now that when you feel the mini earthquake, it's it's nothing to be afraid of. It's just me lighting the fire. <laughs> Did because you use that? They felt it. They felt it down by the tree. It's, yo, Anthony's felt it on his back porch a couple times. <laughs> we have to like send him a warning. Hey, fire in the hole. We're about to blow some shit up. Can we just talk about the fact that the wind completely changed fucking direction? Yes. Has yes. never happened in the history of this property. And the fact that we made two Moftov cocktails that did not fucking explode. They should have. And yeah, the box so, tried to fucking. Did you see the box jump out of the fire because those attachments were still trying to hold on to us? We had to fucking shoot it back in. I okay. dug that fire pit because the wind always flows from the barn out to the property. Always. Never, ever has it done anything else. And I like this fire. And next thing I know, we got a 20 mile an hour wind going the exact opposite way that it has always gone. Yeah. <clears throat> So wait, when when you when you made them, did you just put? Was it you, did you use gas? Probably most likely. Did you and diesel? Was it just gas, or did you put like styrofoam in there? Because you you have you have to do the styrofoam with napalm. That that's how it goes better. There was a cloth in it. I've never I've never made a Molotov. I just make shit go boom. <laughs> it did not go boom. It should have gone boom. It did not go boom. That's the point. And the wind changed direction. Like that thing's dug. For the direction of the wind and it did it did not it did not do it did not do what it was supposed to do and then the 360 rainbow or not rainbow 360 <laughs> sunset that happened and then we had a rainbow like the whole weekend was just fucking magical what uh there was a book a few years ago that i ordered for you that no one else would what what was the name of that um, a lot of it in that book is false as anarchist cookbook okay I mean, a lot yeah. of it's false and uh that book's basically like how to make explosives and stuff. And I ordered it. And then after I ordered it, I told him I ordered it. And he's like, well, mom and granny wouldn't order it for me. But, and I'm like, well, what is the book? And then he told me. And I'm like, well, my name's probably on a list now. I'm like, I, I don't care. You know, it's let, already on a list. It, well, let it be matter. on a list. So, But uh, Darian knows like, you know, how to do stuff like that. And, I mean, he's... When, you know, we would go camping and stuff or build a fire when we were little, he would always like to start it, you know, from an early, early age because he was, hell, he, he was good at it, you know. Oh, you're, you're the same yeah, way, Dirty Dan? I, I was a firebug in Boy Scouts. I always had a, my, my, my official Boy Scout pocket knife and my magnesium stick, and they said fire, and 30 seconds later, shit was cooking half, a, half the camp. So that was... <laughs> That was me. That's that's one thing that pushed me to become a firefighter, actually, was because I found out I was really, really, really good at making fires. And I thought, oh, I should also be equal or better at putting them out because some of these are a little too big. <laughs> well, there's, I mean, there's so much stuff that Darian knows how to do. And some of the stuff he tells me sometimes, I'm like, where did you learn that at? He's like, the internet. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, if you got YouTube, you can learn anything. Yeah. I think I dressed my hair. Yeah. but uh, We're all on a list if we follow Rebecca. Well, uh, <laughs> speaking of hair, since you guys brought it up, um, 
How is your hair coming? Well, it, it is actually coming good. Let me remove my hat and my headphones real quick. Um, but I was talking to Paul. You guys can see it. You cut um, it. What's no, that? It's just back. No, no, it is a slick back, and I have a little. Well, I mean, it's it, oh, it is a lot bigger. Is. Are is, you going to have a man bun goose? Uh, well, I, let me ask your guys' opinion because I was talking to Paul, and um, I can't remember who who was with us talking to us. Um, but she had an awesome haircut, and I said I strive to be that. And Paul was it purple princess. No, 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 no. It was not her. It was. Uh, uh, was it Amber? Amber, yes, yes, it was Amber, the one that that. Uh, that they both had the side of their head shaved. Yes, and I told Paul, I said, uh, I'm, "That's that's what I strive to be." He's like, "Well, you're getting a good start on it," but I had a hat on, so he didn't see the stuff on top. <clears throat> Do you guys think I should keep the sides and back shaved or, or let it grow out? Because I'm thinking about getting a haircut tomorrow and letting it just, you know, you know. Now, see, that's 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 what I've had a long time ago. Like twenty seven years you wear ago, a teenage dirtbag. Yes. Well, uh, speaking no. of that, I have a comment on that. Okay. Nickelback has dropped a new song called San Quentin. Okay. Before they did that, they released their teenage dirtbag videos on TikTok or whatever, and I, 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 I don't understand how they've regressed <laughs> because. Chad went from the the nice long curly hair and the well manicured goatee to fucking short spiked slick back hair on top and a fucking chin strap. Like he looks like a senior in high school now <laughs> instead of looking older back then. I don't get it. rant over. I'm sorry. You know, my mine's mine's actually grew pretty fast uh, because in uh, June, well, hell, even in August, I didn't have a ponytail or I couldn't make a ponytail. But I, but I can now. But I am thinking about getting the sides and back shaved tomorrow, keeping everything on top. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, we've been going for a little while. Do you guys want to take a break or just roll on into segment one? I mean, we can roll into segment one and then do a break only if you play my fucking sound clip right now. Okay, yeah. Uh, give me just a second. Let me pull it up. Because this is probably my favorite sound clip, and I feel like we do not play it enough. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Trust me, we do play it enough. Uh, give me. You'd know if you'd listen to the show. Not live. Just yeah, I don't. Minute. I don't watch the shows back. I can't. See. I don't like listening to my own voice. Let me pull it up. I'm doing the search engine instead of going to the folder. Um. All right. Let's uh, give me one second. Does, any, does anybody one. have anything else to say uh, about Flockfest before we move on? I mean, it's definitely an annual thing, and if you missed it this year, then it's we're it's the same weekend. It's going to be three days, and it's a it's an annual thing now. So Labor Day weekend, and we all level up. It's not just my level up day. I feel like we all shed a layer and grew and there was so much growth and transformation and overcoming fears and finally like checking things off our bucket list and stepping outside of our comfort zone that's what that's what made it magical and the fact that everybody just accepted everybody without question it was like we all knew each other it was a giant flock reunion i mean some of these people 
I've known for two fucking years and being at like, and being able to physically like touch them and give them a hug and actually sit down and have a <laughs> conversation with these people, not through a phone or a screen was amazing. Unmatched. And now like I do my lives and like we did the movie the other night. I'm like, well, this sucks. I don't like this anymore. I don't want to do this. I want to sit down and play chess and fucking play cards and shit and eat together. And this is dumb now. I don't like it. And uh, for those of you that have never heard the We Call Her uh, Rebecca Sweeper, uh, this is from Gino Samuel. And uh, again, Gino is known for his uh, extensive and well-put-together Chris Chan documentary that's on YouTube. I think it's up to, what, 64 parts? 64, 65. And each of them lasts about 40 minutes. Um, here it is. She's been called crazy. She's been called a cult leader. We call her Rebecca. And you're listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum. We'll return after these messages. And, uh, you know. See, Stephen, Stephen Hawking was such a genius that he recorded that 30 years ago without even knowing who we were. <laughs> now, you know, when uh, I got in contact with Gino and he agreed to do those, he's like, what kind of voice do you want me to use? I'm like, use the same voice that you use when you do the Chris Chan documentaries on YouTube. Because he'll, he'll read some stuff on that sometimes. The voice is exactly the same, but he'll come to parts like Chris has emphasized with all letters, like the word what, and he'll go, what? And he'll, it is just hilarious the way he does it. But he does She's a good job on She's been called crazy. That. She's been called a cult leader. We call her Rebecca. And you're listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum. We'll return after these messages. And, uh, you know, something also, before we move on to segment one, that I did walk away for, uh, from Flockfest with is I've never cared what anyone has, has said about me. There was a time that it used to bother me that was a long time ago. Um, you know, and p people's opinions of me, if they're good, that's great. If they're not so good, that's great. To be blunt, I don't give a shit. But, again, the love that I'd felt, the uh, fellowship, the uh, just sticking together. <sighs> Thank you, uh, again, uh, Rebecca, Dirty Dan, and everyone that was there. Thank you for that. Like I said, the reciprocity and the community and the give and take and the love <clears throat> with the flock and flock fest and with all of the people that support that weren't there, that were there virtually, like that, everything that we have built collectively with the fact <clears throat> of being able to stand back and witness that come to fruition is unmatched, is unmatched. And I, I pride myself on that, that we're different than every other creator, that we're different than every other group and that we can actually come together all as one, without judgment, without drama, without anything, without expectation, and just be. And uh, Goose, you can stop thanking me. Substitute Mike and Paul in my place, because wow. those guys helped far more than than well, I can. You know, I mean, I, I get I, emotional thinking about everything they did. Well, I just sat, I my, just sat on a tractor Paul, and had you. the shit beat out of me well, for a couple hey, of days. That's dude, all I did. Dude, that is still your property. That is still your private space. That's your home. You opened that up to us. So I, I can thank you for that. And I do thank Mike and Paul. And, you know, 
hopefully next year I'll be able to come earlier and help you set up and do stuff. I wasn't able to this year. I really wanted to. I helped in other ways, and I'm going to help. I'm, I'm, I'm going to and I'm going to help in those ways uh, again next year. Um, but hopefully next year I'll be able to physically come and help and and do more. Um, well, and I think next year it'll be a little bit easier too because this was kind of the first year that we had the property even, and so it wasn't kept up on. It wasn't trim back you know now we're going to have right. the fence in. there'll be horses here next year we'll have other animals here like the property won't be in this raw state that it is now that it was so it'll be a little bit easier uh moving on to segment one uh september 11th 2001 who wants to go first on this <clears throat> i'd just like to uh talk about and and this kind of might you know go into a later in life spot where maybe we do end up traveling more than just a little circle. Uh, it's a place that I was fortunate enough to, to go to. And, and, it, and it seems that it's a place it's, it's long forgotten, but there's a little field out in Lambertsville, Pennsylvania. Yes. You're talking about flight 93. United flight 93. Yes. Yes. Um, Everyone that was on that plane was a hero. Every single one of them. Uh, there is some very, very weird things that happen there still um, that that are unexplained. Scientists have gone there to try and figure out. Like you can take a compass, and as you walk closer to the wreck site, it will just start spinning. Nobody nobody can figure out why. And and I, I was I was telling a couple of people about it um, at Flockfest, and you know maybe maybe they have opened up a portal. Maybe they're ultimate energy to and sacrifice to try and you know keep something worse from happening might have might have opened something up there um but it, it's a very humbling very humbling place to go it's a very often forgotten place to go and it's a big part of 9-11 now what was the place again Jerry dan it's called lambertville it's right off lambertville road and penny lane there's a there's it's just farm fields yeah, and it's, I mean, it's, I have never been there. I've done uh, a lot of research on that in the past. I had plans to go there once, and they got canceled. Uh, but uh, from what I've read, it's also like a highly, um, I think they have uh, federal park rangers there now as well. Um, it's, it's a very protected site. Yeah, and I mean, it, it is, you know, from what I saw online, as far as the uh, uh, memorial is, it's it's a beautiful uh, memorial uh, remembering Todd Beamer and all the others that overcame the terrorist and crashed that plane versus letting the terrorist crash it into something else. And that other, you know, space that they were going to try to crash it in is still unknown. Some people say it was the Pentagon as well, but there's a big question mark there on the one that on whatever flew into the Pentagon. Uh, so, you know, and I read a book years ago that his wife had wrote and, you know, his last words when he talked to her was, uh, you know, before he told his wife, you know, what the plan was and he was talking to the other passengers and he said, uh, let's uh, rock and roll. And, you know, that's when the plan went into the action. I mean, honestly, you know, and I'm and I'm not trying to connect the two. I mean, this is no disrespect to anyone that was affected personally by September 11th. Uh, 
the kind of attitude and actions that he did, I can't help but to think that that there's not a doubt in my mind that people I met at Flockfest would do the exact same damn thing if they were put in that situation. And, um, you know, um, something that no one talks about a whole lot is uh, the World Trade Center Building 7. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, there was actually three buildings that um, fell down that day. And uh, World Trade Center 7 fell down at uh, 5.20 p.m. on September 11, 2001. That was the 47-story uh, uh, skyscraper that housed uh, a lot of offices. And we'll get to some of those offices in just a moment. But um, that was something that a lot of people didn't know at first. Um, what's your guys' thoughts on that? On Yes, uh, so I just I want to um, I just want to share this really quick. Hold on, where are we here? Uh, can you guys see this? Yes. You guys can see it. Okay. Do you see this right here? Um. It says okay. World Trade Center Seven, Building Seven, Controlled Demolition. Okay. On the map, I just wanna, I just wanna. Well, that's it. <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of people say that nothing uh, out of the ordinary happened there, that the furniture uh, had caught fire from debris falling from the other buildings, blowing that way, and that that's what brought the building down. The furniture on several floors catching on fire. Uh, the sprinkler system did not work. Oh, shut up. It, it did not work, and on floors that it did work, there was not enough water pressure to put out the fires. Now, I, I was in New York a, a few months ago. I actually went to Ground Zero. Uh, first, when you're in New York, those buildings are so close. Why would you not make sure your sprinkler system works especially when a local office was housed in that and that was the uh, new york city office of emergency management now those guys you know they have uh, other divisions under them that go out and inspect fire extinguishers elevators sprinkler systems the building that you're housed in why would you not make sure that your own house is took care of? Dirty Dan, you're a, you're a, a former firefighter. What's your thoughts? Oh, my, my first thought was, fuck, I hated elevator inspections. Um, but <laughs> um, so I can't speak on behalf of experience with a city or a career department right. um, <clears throat> or that I know emergency management side that was on a strictly volunteer or um, basically like a, a commissioner's base, like the people that were in those positions that would have been an office job for a career department. They, they got a, a stipend that covered more than the $50 one we got. And um, it, uh, there's a lot of 
let's make sure everyone else's stuff is right. And then our shit just falls back on the back burner. Um, almost like a mechanics car. I spend all day, every day fixing everyone else's shit that I don't want to fix mine. Um, and that's, that's kind of the attitude that I've, I've always seen and sensed there <clears throat> is that you're, tr you're trying so hard to set an example and or make an example, not set an example, but make an example and make sure it's all done right that you forget where you are putting your behind to drum up all of your plans and citations and the framework for everything for the public. Um, those buildings are usually some of the worst shaped buildings you will find. Well, I'm not going to say where, but... Uh... Um, it is in the Bunker Studios area. We were, uh, some, not we were, some people were doing some inventory, and uh, their fire extinguisher had not been checked since, was it 1988 or 87? And this was last year. And uh, so theirs had not been inspected since then. And I'm sure that, you know, I mean, you could shake it, and there was nothing there. I mean, you know, it had it all... Um, I mean, just to me, if your office of emergency management is in that building, that building should be in tip top shape. Um, I do yeah, think that should. Uh, two planes did crash in to the towers because we saw them. Now, is that what caused them to come down? I think there was more to it than that. Um, I think there was a lot more to it. Uh, Darian, what's your thoughts on the on the planes crashing in to uh, the World Trade Centers? I mean, yeah, well, it happened. You had people that weren't. They were just filming that they caught it. Do you buy that it was the planes and the fuel leaking and the weight and all that that brought the buildings down? Because I do not. I've never looked into it a lot. I don't know. Rebecca, what's your thoughts? I have a lot of thoughts. I want, I, mm, so this is the disclaimer show. Here's what I want to say. First of all, I, I always like to go over the definition of false flags because a false flag does not mean that the event didn't happen and it doesn't mean that people suffered and people died because of it. A false flag means that this event was created to further the gain of something else at the expense of civilians, right? I believe that 9-11 was a, was a false flag to cover up the $2.3 trillion that they lost. I believe that this was all created to instill this fear, not unlike the pandemic, right? I believe that people suffered and were traumatized and lives were lost and so many things were fucking sacrificed without a second thought of these of the elites controlling things, of the people that put this plan into place right right so my thoughts on it are did the planes actually crash or was it <clears throat> was it the plane crashing and then was cgi overlaid over it was it project blue bleam blue blue book blue blue beam, blue beam that created the vision of this whole thing happening and being so much worse was it 
was it really a tip or did we just say that because i also then look at the map right and if you look at the way that things exploded and the fact that there were no plane parts found at the pentagon and there wasn't even like the shape of it and then you look at you look at the map oh it's on the side you look at the map right and you see the controlled demolition and then you look at why the iraq war actually started was for the stargate portals so it's almost like we just put a face on an enemy, hey, look over here while we do this stuff over here type of thing. And I believe that a lot of people were sacrificed and I believe that a lot of things were disrupted in order for in order for their gain, in order to push fear and propaganda because wasn't it right around the time of another re-election? I just, I look at the big picture of all of it and I just, that was also the start of, you figure right after, because 2001, right? That was yeah. right after the Y2K thing that didn't go anywhere, right? We tried to get everybody scared about that. And then, you know, right at the turn of that, that was that that whole generation. Like, I remember my generation, I remember <clears throat> being in sixth grade chorus. And we got, the, we got the announcement on the loudspeaker and they sent everybody home. So now we are brought up and instilled in this psychology of fear of, of being brought up in this year, right? Like the planes changed, the security changed, all this other stuff changed and we just kind of went along with it in in hopes that we would be where we are now, but yeah. it's changed now. Can you can you click on Beautifully Calm's comment there? Um, uh, yes. Okay. I have saw, I've saw footage where firefighters said they also heard a boom, maybe, the ele- maybe in the elevator shaft. So if the planes didn't work, was it the bombs to finish it up? Now, they were working on the elevator shafts in both towers. Uh, yes, Dirty Dan. So that, that and there's been a couple other comments. Um, I, I wanted to be an architect when I was young, and I had studied a lot of that um, sort of thing. And the Twin Towers, World Trade Centers, um, were something that I had read up and researched a lot of. Now, the core of those buildings was so fucking strong and rigid that it could have survived an earthquake that was off the Richter scale, a sustained earthquake for approximately 19 minutes. That means no unnatural and man-made force is going to be able to do anything to that. Now the outside of the buildings, it was it was it was literally like like a, a pineapple core, where the center of the fruit's the hardest, and and if you were to grab the core, you could move the fruit around. Those buildings were designed to shake and twist and turn and sway, so that everything could stay in place. It had a new it had a nucleus to it. There were there were cores in there. Um, Oh, good word, Dirty Dan. Thank you. And jet fuel could never reach a temperature to burn or melt the steel that was used as those outriggers to fasten to that core. Um, There are two, maybe three things that could possibly reach hot enough. The only one for sure that could reach hot enough would be magnesium. There's no magnesium in aircraft fuel. There's no magnesium in aircraft construction because it is so volatile. And if it does catch fire, it will incinerate anything because it burns at about 5,600 degrees Fahrenheit, which is enough to smelt steel. 
That's the only thing for sure. And the amount that you would have to use to create the fire you saw sustained there would be hundreds of thousands of pounds. So someone's going to notice that. Right. <laughs> someone's going to know. So they're never going to, someone's going to know. Um, and like James was saying, yeah, the, the nose cones of an aircraft are made of fiberglass because of their radar uh, systems that they have fit in the dome there, regardless of what it could have been outfitted with, the plane would have never been flyable that way with all that many people because of the ballast that they would have had to put in there. The engines would have been retrofitted to something much, much bigger, much more powerful, and probably would have had water assist propulsion on there. So you would have seen black smoke trails for miles and miles. Um, yeah. Like common core math, <laughs> two plus two equals nineteen point three. Yeah, um, there, there. I, I, I had the firehouse I grew up running in had several guys that were at ground zero. By the end of day one, there were still booms going off. They found demo tags. Like this is all shit that was supposed to be hushed up or covered up, or they weren't expecting to have happen. They had such a response from everybody coming in to help their brothers and sisters that they uncovered a lot of shit they weren't supposed to. I don't know any, any other group of people yet. You know, I know, I know there are like survivor situations, but mm -hmm. being in the firefighting field, when shit hits the fan, it's already been lined up and being dealt with before anyone else comes. They just go, you yeah. just go when shit happens. So, the moment the moment one was lost, everybody was starting to come to find them. The fact that 342 more were lost only made the operation that much bigger and that much more serious for those other brothers and sisters. I agree 110%. We have a lot of good comments coming in. Uh, I think Mike made the comment way back. That Bush's brother was over ahead of security at the World Trade Centers. I did not know that. Um, I do know that if you go... It's all connected. Try it's to... all connected. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you do go and try to find out any speeches or information uh, about the missing $3. trillion that was uh, talked about the day before by uh, Donald Rumsfeld, there's several articles that tried to debunk his speech when he was talking about that and saying that he did not mean it literally. He meant there were computer problems, and they give examples. This one's, like, I think the first one that I saw yesterday was like wrote seven years later in 2008, um, and they were talking about how it was uh, misinterpreted. Yeah, right. Sure it was. Um, I, don't, I don't buy that. I do think that planes did crash into it that day. I think that once that happened, the government or someone or some group saw an opportunity to do other things with it because um, of just like what Dirty Dan said, stuff was, stuff was found there. Stuff was, you know, that there were people coming in that, you know, we just came in and started helping I actually, like four days after it had happened, had the opportunity to go with a group from my home county to give aid. I, I 
didn't. I wasn't able to. Um, but I think, and some people might think that this is crazy. I think that un, uh, unbeknown to us, if certain things happen, that there are plans in place that not many people know about that the government can spin off that and benefit some way. Because that day, I think the guy's first name was Mike. If it's not, his, his last name's definitely Silverstein. He got paid $4.5 billion uh, on an insurance policy. And someone, I think might have been Mike, mentioned that a few comments back. That's the largest insurance settlement that's ever been paid. Now, when he got paid that, he also, his company, got to build the uh, current tower that's there now. Uh, he got to build that. Um, you know, you had three point, or I'm sorry, two point three trillion dollars missing. You had this guy make four point five billion dollars off the uh, destruction of the tragic events that happened that day. And some, from some of the information that I found, before the second plane, or shortly after the second plane hit, he was on the phone with his insurance company trying to determine if that counted as one event or two events because there were different planes, uh, you know, two different planes. But he made money off that. Now, uh, on September 11, 2001, there were 2,750 people killed in New York City that day. There were, were uh, 184 at the Pentagon, and uh, there were 40 in Pennsylvania. Um, 44. Were there 44 in Pennsylvania? Okay. Um, and some of the businesses that um, was housed in Tower 7 um, was, uh, let's see, let's go over some of these. No, some of these are probably, you know, normal. Uh, the ITT Hartford Insurance Group, American Express, uh, the Standard Chartered Bank, the Security and Exchange Commission, stock market, the IRS had an office there. The United States Secret Service had an office there. Like I said earlier, the New York City Office of Emergency Management was there. The National Association of Insurance Commissions was there. The uh, Federal Home Loan Bank of New York was there. The uh, Provident Financial Management, Immigration, and uh, Naturalization Services, which is now known as ICE. The Department of Defense had an office there, and the Largest office outside of Washington, D.C., by the CIA, had an office there as well. You have all those government entities. The Department of Defense, the CIA, the IRS, all of those had offices there. Now, when you tie something back really quick, the missing $2.3 trillion dollars the branch that they were talking about was missing was, guess what? The DOD, the Department of Defense. Something I actually like to bring up on the back of all this. It's, it's something that I feel is important and not a lot of people know, or if they do know it, they don't really remember it. Okay. Um, the uh, Battle of Tora, Tora Bora in December of the same year, where the CIA had tracked down Osama bin Laden to the Torabora caves and in the in the news it was said to be a uh, giant fortress 
where they had fully they had hotels like dug in, in into the mountain the Taliban did they had hotels full hospitals giant generator rooms roads carved out big enough to do tanks and so they thought wow. there was like 2000 people here and this and this comes from the CIA officer who was in charge of tracking Osama bin Laden after 9/11? He had tra- they had tracked him down here, and he asked for 1,000 soldiers. And do you know who denied him? Who? The Bush administration directly. And when they and when they went in, because the battle was December 7th to 17, they found there was just a cave system. There was 200 people at most, and Osama bin Laden had got out because they had only had 70 U.S. soldiers, and the and the local Af Afghani troops had had accepted a surrender where they were going to uh, surrender. They because they, they had gotten the Taliban to surrender, but that was just so they get Osama bin Laden out. You know, and thank you very much for bringing that out, Darian. Um, I'm having such a damn conspiracy had, uh, brain download. Well, I mean, you know, like I said, you know, the DOD had an office there that $2.3 trillion was missing from their budget. The building that they were in, you know, uh, what the last building, what, came down at like 11, the last tower uh, between 10 and 11. And then, you know, six hours later, you've got building 47 that was not affected. You had debris flying in that uh, allegedly caused that to, you know, bring it down. I don't buy it. I think there's something else there. Um, you know, do some research for yourself. Somebody mentioned in the comments, and definitely, definitely watch Loose Change. Do some research. You guys go ahead. So hear me out, okay? Everybody that was involved in this, the background, I distinctly remember saying that Bush had a speech because I was, I was on a cruise at the time nine 11 happened. And so all it was just stuck. We had no choice of what we wanted to watch. And then we got back to Florida when we finally were allowed back in port that they called us back to. And we were stuck in there for like almost an additional two weeks because of hurricanes shutting down the airport and bomb threats on the nice days. So all the damn news. And I remember Bush saying directly that they are waging a 20 year war. Okay, this this is year twenty one. Right. Did Biden's fuck up at the end of August finish paying the debt for the deal they created to have this whole thing before it hit the twenty first year? Is the millions and millions of and and millions of dollars of equipment from us and all the arms and munitions left that they're toting around? They're driving a fucking Western Star on their latest damn promotional video with some guy's name on it. still that was brought over from the U S all right. Is that the finished payoff? Possibly. Was that, the, was Possibly. that their 20 year contract? You're on to something. Well, you I know, mean, you're on well, to something. And, and, and you definitely are. And like I said, I hope you guys don't think I'm crazy because I really we do think that there is a government. Th- thank you. There is a government playbook that the top brass, the powers that be the people, Pulling the strings. If so, if a tragic event happens, they benefit from it. You know, hey, we had this happen. Let's go to page forty-seven. All right, we're going to do this. We're going to, you know, do X, Y, and Z. As far as the Patriot Act goes, 
And, uh, you know, I'm split on that. Some things I think is good. I think it did give the government too much power that they do not need. Uh, And I'm going to be honest with you. I think more stuff today needs to be done at train stations. There is hardly any any security, any there, there, there are no uh, X-ray machines, scanners for people that board trains. If you want to do something evil, or if you want to transport drugs, get a train. You very rarely have a canine go through stuff on a train uh, in this country. Right, right. Um, well, you realize the TSA doesn't do anything, right? Well, I, no, because the ATF sent a bunch of fake. Uh, handguns and explosives through it. Yeah. They caught almost none of them. Yeah, I, I don't know. Dirty Dan have been watching a lot of How to Catch a Smuggler fucking in Spanish at 2 in the morning on TV. So, I don't know. People get real fucking creative trying to smuggle shit over. And well, I mean, what? up the goddamn buttholes. I mean, we get real creative real fucking quick. I mean, hell, recently you had in uh, Florida the one, the one sheriff. I can't remember his name. The one sheriff that's always on the TV. From LAX, TSA let through just bags just full of cocaine. It wasn't even covered up. It was just bags. There was no clothes on it. It was just bags full of cocaine they let through. Definitely. And I would also like to mention the person that commented that uh, Osama bin Laden was still alive. That was fake. If you, if you were talking about what I was talking about, that, that was in 2001. That wasn't right. supposed to be because he escaped. Right. That's what she said. It yeah. was fake yeah. afterwards. Yeah. yeah, I'd also like to say. Now she's actually agreeing with you. Yeah, okay. Well, well do you know why um, that they didn't give the 1,000 soldiers, the, the reason they gave? Why? The Bush administration said if he did escape into Pakistan, they would catch him. That is why they did not give the 1,000 mm-hmm. soldiers. So they could have caught him in, in December of the year it happened. But they didn't. Wow. Yeah, but that's because Junior had to finish Daddy's Legacy War. Yeah, definitely. Um, thank you guys very much. Does anybody have anything to say before we go to break? I desperately need a break. I need a break. Okay, Darian? I need to go pace back and forth and let my jitters calm down from that download. Okay. <laughs> um, thank you guys very much. If you're listening to the podcast, you're going to uh, hear the news and uh, sound bites from Flockers throughout the show. Uh, patriotic music. Um, the sound bites were uh, recorded last Sunday at Flockfest, and they're telling us uh, where they were at and uh, uh, what they thought on 9/11, and thanking our first responders. For those of you watching on Twitch, we'll be back in how many minutes, Rebecca? Um, let's do ten. And Sounds good. Ten and thirty-one sixty-fourths. Ten and a half, and when we come back, we're going to talk about... 10 minutes and 38 seconds. (laughs) That sounds good to me. And when we come back in segment three, we're going to talk about something that Illinois is doing. Um, And Rebecca is going to have question of the week responses from several weeks ago. And a new question of the week. And our shout out to TikToker of the week will be a guy I met last Sunday. And uh, I'll tell you who that is when we come back and get down to that part. You're listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum. We'll be back in just a moment. Where were you when the world stopped turning on that September day? Were you in the yard with your wife and children working on some stage in L.A.? Did you stand there in shock at the sight of that black smoke rising against that blue sky? Did you shout out nigger, 
in fear for your neighbor or did you just break down and cry did you weep for the children who lost their dear loved ones pray for the ones who don't know did you rejoice for the people who walked from the rubble or sought for the ones left alone did you burst out with pride for the red, white, and blue? The heroes who died just doing what they do. Did you look up to heaven for some kind of answer and look at yourself and what really matters? I'm just a singer of simple songs. I'm not a real political man. I watch CNN, but I'm not sure I can tell you the difference in Iraq and Iran. But I know Jesus and I've talked to God and I remember this from when I was young. Faith, hope, and love are some good things he gave us. The greatest is... When I heard about the incident, I was actually in Maryland working at a plastic injection company and the interesting thing about that was I was about five miles away from a nuclear power plant. So they completely evacuated us. As I drove home and passed, I actually saw the missile silos at the nuclear power plant. So <clears throat> that's where I was. Were they raised happened. in defense? Absolutely. I wouldn't have seen them ototherwise. Okay. Is there anything that you want to say to our nation's first responders today? I fucking love you guys. I appreciate what you do. Do you know where you were at, Joe, on September 11, 2001, when the planes crashed into the World Trade Center? Absolutely. I was uh, working on a job in a college. The second plane was actually my red pill, sent me shooting to the computer. And I also remember on the 10th, $2.3 trillion went missing from the Pentagon, announced by Donald Rumsfeld, and nobody's talked about it, nobody's found it yet. That was the day America was stolen, the biggest heist in history. Is there anything that you want to say to our nation's first responders? Yeah, I appreciate everyone. I appreciate our veterans and all our first responders. God bless y'all. And do uh, you want to say anything to any first responders out there today? Oh, uh, yes. Thank you for your service. She's been called crazy. She's been called a cult leader. We call her Rebecca. And you're listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum. We'll return after these messages. Take a lighter look into the darker side of the world. Join Elliot, Charity, and Beagle as they jump into the dark abyss of hauntings, fables, UFOs, and beyond. The Spooky Family Podcast. You can find them where you listen to quality podcasts. <laughs> Do you remember where you were at when you first heard about the events that happened on September 11th? Yeah, I was actually sleeping and I woke up to a phone call. Someone told me to turn on the TV and that, when I turned on the TV, it was right when the, sec the second plane hit. So it was, it was pretty scary. That's pretty much exactly how mine went too. How was that? <laughs> yeah. What? I was, yeah. But I since, did turn on the TV and see the second plane hit. Since uh, September 11th, uh, 2001 and today's world how has your view of the world changed 
well, zero, well right after, um, I was amazed at how everybody came together. Um, but since then, it's like only when something catastrophic happens is when people pull, the, pull together. But since then, it's like just division and everyone's tearing everybody apart. And it really sucks. Yeah, and I think we need something good last. to bring us together, not something bad. Yes. I agree. I, totally. I don't even know how to put that even better. <laughs> I, know, I know this has become a reality. There you go. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Is there anything that you would want to say to any first responders that are listening to here to Chew Bubble Gun? I'm talking about firefighters, EMS, yes. uh, police officers. We do have all those that are fans and do listen. Is thank there anything you would want to say to you? Do? Thank you for all your service. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Yes. We Thanks, appreciate guys. you. Thank you. Certainly can. I was in an oil refinery uh, south of New Orleans, and uh, when the news hit, I was building scaffolds, so I was with a scaffolding crew, and when the news hit and they turned all the TVs on, everything shut down, and we all went into a trailer and sat down and watched the news, and we're just blown away, and they, they locked us down. It was actually kind of... Uh, it was strange, very eerie, because they wouldn't let anybody in or out of the refinery. Refineries were considered hot spots in case we were under some big, massive attack. And so that was very eerie. Uh, we were finally able to leave about seven hours after our shift ended, uh, once they realized that the attacks were pretty much over. So, but yeah, it was, uh, that was something else. Uh, is there anything you want to say to our nation's first responders? To the men and women that do the things that I and many others could never put themselves even close to the same mental preparation or physical preparation to take care of, and you do it day in and day out, you don't ask nothing for it, you know, you're not looking for praise, you just want to get it done because that's how your heart is and I know it and I feel it and we love you and we thank you. Um, if it wasn't for you guys and gals out there doing that kind of stuff, then who knows where the world would be. Reporting for here to Chew Bubblegum News, I am Goose. Aliens have been visiting our planet since 1947, says uh, FBI documents as they confirmed. What I just read, a few years ago an FBI paper was released revealing the presence of extraterrestrial entities and multidimensional beings from another world, and those papers say that they could have came to Earth. The FBI decided to use this declassified paper to indirectly alert us uh, of an alien presence that would be able to manifest themselves with their spaceships due to sophisticated technologies such as the ability to open dimensional portals. The documentation was released in 2015 and is incredible and surprising, said uh, several reports. The FBI sends a letter to scientists and military officials in the form of a memorandum. This alien species that has visited our world since 1947 is a gigantic race from another space-time dimension. For the record, that year corresponds with the famous events of Roswell, New Mexico, where a suspected spacecraft 
crashed in July 1947. Many UFO researchers and former U.S. officers who uh, saw the Roswell UFO crash believe that extraterrestrial entities are flying across worlds, that they were attracted to Earth uh, because of Hiroshima and Nagasaki atomic bomb blast. The other alien races from other planets have also been drawn to the atomic blast. The document that they were released is also known as the FBI document 6751. Mysterious green lights filmed by multiple Texas residents spark UFO speculation. Never seen anything like this before. Multiple people in Brushy Creek area of Austin, Texas reported seeing and filming UFOs in the form of an unusual grouping of green lights in formation in the night sky last week. Area resident Gus McGiven and his friend Kyle Gomez were out walking around in uh, Round Rock, Texas, when they captured the footage of the mysterious UFO. In real life, when you see it, it's a lot brighter than it actually is, Gomez told Fox 7 News. Another woman, Emily White, said that she and a friend saw an odd grouping of lights forming a uh, circle in the Texas sky while they were out going for a walk. We stopped for a few minutes and were kind of mesmerized by it. Uh, it was almost like a ray of yellow green lights, is a what white toad uh, KXAN news. I've never seen anything like this before. They were really silent, too, and not really moving. Yeah, I know that's crazy. None of the eyewitnesses of the UFO sighting have come forward to have an answer for what they saw. White also told uh, Fox 7 News it was mesmerizing. A NASA spacecraft set to intentionally crash into an asteroid to help save Earth. Um, yes, you heard that correctly. No, this is not a Bruce Willis movie. NASA will use a spacecraft later on this month to test a planetary defense method that could one day save Earth. The double asteroid redirect test spacecraft, otherwise known as DART, will be used as a battering ram to crash into an asteroid not far from Earth on September 26th. Uh, the mission is an international collaboration to protect the globe from future asteroid impacts. While the asteroid poses no threat to Earth, this is the world's first test of the kinetic impact technique using a spacecraft to deflect an asteroid for planetary defense. NASA said last Thursday that in November 2021, a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket launched with DART from the Vandenberg Air Force Base in California. The head of NASA suggests that UFOs could be alien technology. During an appearance this week at the University of Virginia, NASA boss Bill Nelson made some eyebrow-raising remarks about a possible connection between military sightings of unidentified flying objects and the search for alien life. I've talked to these pilots, and they know they saw something, and their radars locked onto it, Nelson told the crowd at the university, which is where he got his law degree, and they don't know what it is. And we don't know what it is. We hope that it's not an adversary from here on Earth that has that kind of technology. That's an interesting analysis on its own. It's so large, I can't conceive it. 
Nelson also went on uh, to say that alien civilizations could be found in a parallel universe. Now, there are even theories uh, that there might be other universes, Nelson added. And if that's the case, who am I to say that planet Earth is the only location that has any life forms and that is civilized? Obviously, Nelson isn't claiming to have any specific information. It's also not the first time Nelson has made claims that he's almost certain alien life is out there somewhere. For Here to Chew Bubblegum News, I am Goose. Do you remember where you were at when you heard about the tragic events of September 11th? I absolutely do. I was actually working for American Airlines. Really? Um, yep, I was, uh, the building I was working in was just south of the airport and uh, was my kid's dad's first day on shift as a firefighter in Texas and he was watching it. We had a little TV from one of the guys that worked nights. He pulled a TV out. We were watching everything live, watching it all go down and um, definitely was interesting. You know, um, we were all talking about it and knew that there were American Airlines planes that were involved. And then we got released from work early and driving through the airport, it was it was like a ghost town. I have never seen the airport so quiet. Now, uh, is there anything that you would want to say today to any first responders, uh, be it fire, EMS, police, uh, families of the uh, victims of 9-11 that you want to share with us? Please feel free. Never forget. Yeah, I was... Uh, <coughs> sophomore in college and I had a morning job I was working 6 a.m. to uh, you know noon or whatever and then class in the afternoon but I remember being woke up by my uh, guy on the couch at the time uh, you know dude dude somebody something hit the World Trade Center uh, you know and we were kind of all just sitting there in awe and then I had to drive to work and there's this overpass um, right before I used to get to my old job and I was sitting at the stoplight listening to the radio when the second plane hit the second tower. So that'll be burned into my memory for, you know, eternity. That's... Okay, now today is September 11th, 2022 and I'm here to Chew Bubblegum. We've been talking about September 11th, 2001 and I'm here with flock member Purple Princess. Do you remember where you were at on September 11th, 2001? I was actually in Milwaukee. Uh, it was morning, my friend from California was staying with us at my friend's house and he woke us up. And yeah, and that's and then I moved back down by my parents because they've worried that I was gonna be being in a big city. So Is there anything you want to say to our nation's first responders? Thank you for everything. I could never it's something I could never do. Uh, I just pulled up on a drilling rig to do a mud check and I walked in uh Tillpusher's shack and it just came on the TV uh, that the planes that hit the towers. Is there anything you want to say to our nation's first responders? Uh, I can't imagine what you went through that day and I'm eternally grateful for everything that you go through every day. Thank you for your service. American girls, American guys will always stand up and salute, will always Recognize when we see old boy fly There's a lot of men dead So we can sleep at peace at night when we lay down our head 
My daddy served in the army Where he lost his right eye And we flew the flag out in our yard Till the day that he died He wanted my mother, my brother, my sister and me To go up and live happy in the land of the free Now this nation that I love is falling under attack A mighty sucker punch came flying in A big black eye, and we lit up your world like the 4th of July. Hey, Uncle Sam put your name at the top of his list. Statue Liberty started shaking a fist, and the eagle will fly, and it's gonna be hell. You hear Mother Freedom start ringing her bell, and it feels like the whole wide world. Raining down on you Brought to you courtesy Of the red, white, and blue And welcome back to Here to Chew Bubblegum We're here I had a glorious break I hope you guys did too uh, nope. Well, our break was interesting uh, yes, I saw that. Another puddle. Uh, okay, right. so real quick, can we talk about the puddles yes, for a second? Yes, Because, holy fuck. Now, and, um, and, and, and Darian, I don't think he knows about the puddles, so you can explain okay. those to him. So, the puddles started three months ago? Two months ago? I'd have to look back and see when the first one was. I made a video about it on Short Farms. Anyway, anyway, this is now puddle 14. Puddle 14. It is, they're massive amounts of water. They're not leaking from anywhere. None of our pumps. Like, we ruled out all of, like, this reality process or, or cause of the puddles. Okay? Right. It's not coming from the ceiling. It's not our fridge truck is leaking. It's not our sink. Like, it's not anything like that. So this is puddle 14. The night of Flock Fest on Sunday, um, there was two puddles in our house when we went in and our blanket from the couch was in front of the door so much that I almost, I couldn't open the door. Like it was like something was laying in front of the door. Yeah. Yeah. And then when Paul was here and dirty Dan saw one fucking form into a hollow circle, I have pictures of that one. So this is now puddle 14. Now we have a couple theories. Okay. We have a couple theories. Okay. We have a theory that something is trying to manifest and it's, it's not got enough energy and it's just collapsing and failing into a puddle because that's so clear. It's clear. It's cold. It's not pee. I've been dealing with animals for 20 years. I've cleaned up enough dog piss, especially with training for dogs. It's not fucking pee. Okay. Cause I smell every single one of them and like I can wring the towel out and it's clear. It's clear, cold water. And it's a clean, lot. clear, cold, clean water. The reason it's dirty is because I have four fucking dogs and my floors are gross. Right. It takes a towel and a half and a whole fucking chunk of paper towel to like clean this up. It's a lot of water. And so this is now puddle 14. So I think, I think it's just ghost piss. <laughs> you said it wasn't that pee. Could, you said it wasn't dog pee. Do you know could, it was ghost pee? So the other theory that Jess has is that something is trying to send good. a message, that this is a message, right? Watch the water, a message in the water. Water is conductive. It's energy, right? Like all that. I'm here for it. 
So Jess had a theory that it was me in another in another reality, kind of like Interstellar, like pushing off the books, mm-hmm. right? Like trying to set. She was like, "You would fuck with you like that. You would fuck with you like that." Okay, great. So we, no matter what, we still don't know what the fucking message is. Uh, Tony, um, listener in Ashland, Kentucky, works at a lab. Please reach out to me and uh, let me know through email if you could analyze um, if they collect water. Uh, if they could uh, collect a sample from the puddles that form, uh, let me know if you could analyze that. Um, and I will let you guys know. Dirty Dan, you actually saw one form? Did yep. You, did, I, finally, I finally saw it. So Yeah, and Paul. Like, there's yeah, a- Paul, Paul was there. And, like, I come out, and the way that – y'all saw where the dog dish was. Like, gr- the pits make an absolute mess whenever they but drink. it dribbles. Like, you can tell the difference. Yeah. But I went to get up from the couch because I was making some uh, magic beep boop box chicken parm. <laughs> and you called me because I was out I, here. Yeah. And I stepped down and I, I don't know why I looked down, but I stepped in the middle of the circle. And, and then you did it on purpose. And I told you not to step in it. Huh? I told you not to step in the middle of the circle. Well, I hadn't at first, but then when I came back, I did it again. I know. So it's like um, it formed around your foot? No, it was already forming. Like you, I looked down and, and it was, was I was literally it. watching it grow. Yeah. Wow. Literally watched it grow. And I, I quickly yelled for Paul to come over and we watched it. It was probably Yeah, Jess, I know. I know that now. Um it was probably a gallon to a gallon and a half of water. Wow. Like, so this is puddle number 14. And like, we even have like cameras, the cameras catch nothing. And the spot. It's always just out of view. Just outside of the camp, like the camera view. Like I, I don't. And that's not like a bad feeling. Like I never get like a, like a haunted or like a negative. It's never negative. Right. It's just, like why it was a it was a legit perfect circle (laughs) it was a legitimate perfect circle when it first formed and then the floor slope took it as it kept flowing in that one spot but it was a legit perfect circle the only time i've had bad feelings about this was the first couple where i'm fucking getting all my flashlights crawling around on the floor checking the wood hitting the beams hitting the walls looking at the seal like i'm trying to figure out where the fuck this water's coming from we're on the phone with contractor friends hubs try and there's nothing there's literally nothing um i did collect some last time and i did a, i did an egg cleanse with it what uh, I did into a glass so i can then, like i can get you a sample oh like, yeah definitely get me a sample and, and tony that works the lab listens in ashland uh please like i said get I'm, up with me um, I'm treating it as sacred water. Like I'm collecting it now when I have the opportunity and Dan doesn't beat me to cleaning it up. Um, but I, I don't see it any different than like moon water or sun water. Have like, you guys I feel like it's sacred? Have you guys took a picture? Um, like, yeah, oh, we got puddle? tons of pictures. Now, it, can you see anything in the pictures? Uh, it's so hard to get. You a can hardly even see the water. Yeah, that's well, how clear it is. Is your is your flash turned off when you take these pictures? Yeah. Okay. We have multiple different light sources gotcha. and exposures of the pictures, and it doesn't matter. The water is so fucking clear, it hardly shows up. 
Did I post it? Hold on a second. Like you have to try and get it from the side so you can see where the floor is literally dry to wet and you can't ever actually see the puddle really. Dirty Dan, can you send me Wow. Can you send me the photos in Telegram, please? Yep. And really quick. Or someone who has them. Because I know a couple of you guys have them. Can you just send them to me in Telegram so that I can pull them up here? Do you know a little bit of background about before the house was there? About what the So the house was the house was put in 2018. It's right. a modular. Um the land is old. Old land. Um, I believe the original property was like 800 acres or something like that, mm -hmm. BJ was saying. And it's been split up over the right. years. And then this last sale split the father and the son's property. Okay. Because okay? Anthony bought the son's house. We bought the parent's property. But it's all one. Like, right. it's all one thing. And um, look in the pond for something. That was the, like the next part. Like, I have to go out to the tree. Like, I feel like that's my, I'm going to go out to the tree because it overlooks the pond. But yes. But. So that's like the, I mean, there was an old feeder here. This used to be an old cattle field. I mean, there's, there's two people buried on the other property. It's okay. a, a grandparent and a two day old, uh, a baby. Um, but that's like, I don't know the history as beyond that. And, and I'm struggling to like pull stuff for it. Right. Uh, I, I was thinking too, you know, further than that, for like, uh, you know, back to the Civil War days, if there's any any info on it, if anything happened there. Or uh, there was some, uh, I mean, you know. And Here, let me hell, show you. You guys got the Bluegrass Army Depot's not too far from you uh, right. as well. So, and, Yeah, we know internet. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and, and there's, there's um, uh, a new thing I stumbled across on, uh, I or stumbled up on is that there's a lot of tunnels under Richmond that lead to uh, the army base that go all over uh, Richmond. Um, I don't know if you can see, but like here's the center. Okay. I, I actually can see that. Here's the water. And it looks like, like on the... That's a lot of water. Uh, yeah, it looks like on the right side too, there's like an outline going up. Yeah. Huh. You see it? Yes, yes. So this is like, it was here, and then the slope of the floor started taking it this way. Right. But right at the top is where it was coming out of. Hmm. Right here? That dark spot. Oh, right here? No, no, the dark spot in the wood. I'm putting it on my screen like you can see it. Yeah, uh, to the left. Was, uh, no, no, stop, stop. Go back to where you were just, stop, stop. Move. Just a smidge to the right. Too many smidges. Down just a hair. Oh my God! Is it the right there? Right there? Right there? Right there? That dark spot right next to that mouse was where it came from. I don't know. Huh. I don't know. I mean, it's just that's that's. Uh, I've... What's your thoughts on that, Darian? Uh... Fourteen. 14 I mean, I don't have now. magical knowledge. I don't know what well, you want me to say. <laughs> I know that, but uh, Darian, well, I, I don't mean, know the you've... secrets of the universe. Well, you used to live in a house in Hyman that you didn't like, and you said you wouldn't I'm live probably. in again. I mean, I saw a ghost, yeah, but right. I, I don't know how Now, it's... was it black, though, like a black shadow figure? 
that you saw? I don't know. That was like over a decade ago. Yeah. Um, that's very interesting. Yeah. Um, I will let you know if the guy gets back up with me and works at the lab and says he can do a, do a sample. Um, that's a good comment from uh, Penny. Um, I Penny, have. I have. Our realtor. What was her response? Got all the information she could out of the realtor of the property whom did both. And that chick was the worst fucking person to ever have to deal with. But so the limited, the, the, the information we have is limited, but there's nothing that points to it. Okay. And like, this is the most consistent back to back that they've been like, usually there's a couple days or like a week. There's even been a couple weeks in between puddles, but since flock fest, we've had a puddle every single day. <clears throat> and, and just to, Go off Paul's comment and right here. Was two. So it's 14 puddles, 13 instances. Instances. Yeah. Paul, um, as I'm bringing the camera up on my phone here, um, the puddle started right behind the back of the chair going down the hallway. Like, could not see it at all. <clears throat> yeah. It's, they're just like if they're on the other side of the island, then the camera doesn't catch it. You could always go to the uh, county clerk's office. Um, she needs to anyway. Uh, I mean, you can actually go uh, for free. There, there should be a little room off to the side where you could look up like a deed for your property, and it would tell you. I have you, the electronic version of it, well, and it used to be a church. A church owned this property. Really? And mm -hmm. Now, that's very interesting. That's It uh, was labeled as a church, I think, to avoid property taxes. Okay. Huh. That's uh. I, I I paid the two dollars to pull the fuck. And out. I'm trying to avoid road taxes, so hurry up with that quest, please. Well, I mean, you know, you, you can go there and, and do research. Like I said for free. I mean, you know, if if you get copies of them, they charge, but you can <laughs> like pull up your deed and be able to see where the other owners were, and you know, to have all that listed. And uh, that's uh, a church. That's that's left me kind of speechless. Uh. Yeah, totally, Jess. That, that's definitely an important bit of information. Are you guys willing to have someone investigate it? Oh, yes. that's a good question. Yes. That is a very good question. Holy Waters. What's up, Emmy? It's me. I See, and that's the one that I resonate with most because I would fuck with myself like this. I yeah, you would do some dumb shit like this to fucking give me a heart attack that I got water pouring in my damn house. When it's sunny outside and dry. I love you. That's the other thing. The puddles never come when it's wet yeah, or yeah. when it's been. It's always yeah. sunny. You see this light on this face? It's all natural sunlight. The curtain's open. <laughs> She's been called crazy. She's been called a cult leader. We call her Rebecca. And you're listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum. We'll return after uh. these messages. Oh. Uh. Okay, one more segment. Uh, okay. And we right into our question of the week. Yeah, well, um, before we talk about the question of the week, really quick, um, and this wasn't on the format, but I explained to you backstage when we first started. Um, January 1st, 2023, the state of Illinois uh, are implementing their criminal justice reform law, which means basically 
certain suspects charged with certain felonies, such as aggravated battery, aggravated DUI, aggravated fleeing, arson, burglary, uh, drug-induced homicide, intimidation, kidnapping, robbery, second-degree murder. Yes, you heard that correctly. Second-degree murder and threatening a public official. You will be uh, released without bond to go on your merry way. That way, if you get caught kidnapping the person, you get out. Hey, you get to go back and try it again. Um, Muck duck. What's your guys' thoughts on that? I think that's so fucking dumb. I, I'm torn on how to feel on that. Aggravated? So these are second offenders aggravate like it's yes. escalated. It's not somebody committing fucking IRS fraud. No. It's it's a violent situation. Yes. Kidnapping, fucking intimidation, second degree murder, and we're just yes. gonna let these people walk without bail so that they can go offend again until their fucking court stay. No, I think it's stupid. Hey, you know, um I, I'm kind of I'm kind of with with shit mess. It's like then that's what I'm torn on. It's like, is this the first step into officially like getting people prepared for the purge. Oh, accepting everything. Hmm. I hadn't thought about that. Well, I mean, you know, uh, for me, I'll make this comment and then I'll get your opinion, Darian. I think it's bullshit. If you got somebody that's kidnapped somebody, if you have somebody that's murdered somebody in second degree in the state of Illinois, uh, burning, burning a place down, uh, that's, I think these are heinous, violent acts. And no matter if you don't have a record or not, if you are arrested for those, you need a bail set. You don't need to just be set free because that, you know, you'd be a violent person. You know, and, and to this point, and I know that I'm probably not alone in this, but I went to jail for a very brief period of fucking time because somebody paid off the judge and the goddamn cops all right and had me arrested on fucking trespassing and criminal mischief in the third degree which didn't even fucking happen so i was brought up on false charges with no fucking proof or evidence and they had no problem throwing me in jail with a fucking ten thousand dollar bail right but uh, people can just go around in illinois now fucking second degree murdering people and imitating in the kidnap it no yep now, I do agree that we're trying to fucking normalize all this shit, just like all the bullshit that's going on in the schools with the fucking litter boxes and the dog leashes. I'm I'm so over Muggle Land, it's not even funny. Also, if you are, yeah, you get a, um ankle monitor and you have to be in violation of the bail for 48 hours before they can look for you. So you I, can just leave the town, the city, whatever, 48 hours before they can come for you. Um, to to uh, answer your question, uh, shit mess, uh, no, if, if, that is your, if you've never been charged with anything and you're charged with one of those, you get out, you know, you, hell, you'll probably be the officer home. Uh, no bail whatsoever. Uh, I've not read fully into it either, but that is, you know, uh, like I said, that's if, if that's your first offense, and it, and it's some kind of bail reform where they're not taking cash anymore. Um, I, I am speechless. Uh, I think Illinois will will change that. I think that they'll they'll have to after that first year that it's in, the, in effect. 
Um, moving on. Question of yeah. the week responses from a few weeks ago. The question was, is it more important to know the right answers or know the right questions? Rebecca, take it away. So I just went through... First of all, I had to find the video because, God, it's yeah, been a minute. Yeah, yeah. It's been a minute. Um, and a lot of people a lot of people agreed that, like, there was a lot more of the question. You need to know the right question right. to get the right answers. But there were a couple that I want to read that, I, that really stug, stug, <sighs> that really stood out to me. And I feel like go beyond the box. And then I want to say my quote that I love so much. Okay. Um, so there is a couple that says deep thoughts. Knowing the question implies knowing the answer. So I say both. And then this one I pinned actually, and I believe I tagged you in it. Depends on your situation. Interrogators need to know the right questions while their prisoners are better off having the right answers, which I thought was an interesting perspective to look at it at. Um, another one was... These days, definitely better to know the right questions since you'll have to sift through the bullshit to get the right answer. Can't get the right answer without the right question. Um, another one, answers are liquid and take the shape of its container, but there would be no answers without the right questions. No what? answers without the questions, questions, questions. Yin and yang, can't have one without the other, but you'll never know the answer if you're not on the right path. Um, or... To know when you just need to observe was another one that I liked. And then my quote that I I replied to a couple mm -hmm. of the comments with was, but in Zen, you don't find answers. You lose questions. Oh, I like that. And those were some very good comments. I want to thank everyone for commenting on that. Do you have a new question of the week for us? Well, Dirty Dan has a finger. Not a finger. I've been... Go ahead. Fine, two. You have two. Um, you have two I, fingers. I've been, I've been trying to connect this because every time I'd, I'd hear this question, my mind would start playing the scene, and I couldn't fucking remember the name of the movie or, or whatever it was at the time. I Robot. Mm -hmm. Like it, it just it, it keeps connecting me back to this like dystopian AI future, and the scientist. <laughs> excuse me, that created that prototype robot popping up in that, that hologram saying to get the right answer, you must first ask the right question. And then the whole bridge sketch scene drawing with one, one human left over yeah. all the AI. I don't know. It's weird. Hmm. Sorry. Okay. Two fingers down. Continue. All right. I do have the new one. How do you define what it means to be human? Oh, I like that one. How do you define what it means to be human? Is the new question of the week. And I will make a video. Okay, thank you very much. Define <clears throat> what it... I do like these. These are fun. Yes, yes, they are. Means to be human. Hello, my name is Human. Ah, oh, yes, how do you define what it means to be human? Um, another... Uh, Shout out, TikToker of the week. I met this guy last Sunday. Uh, I got to know him. Um, I uh, consider him family. Um, I actually chatted with him this morning on Facebook. I actually found him just scrolling through Facebook and sent him a message. Um, also, I want to apologize because some of the pictures that I took and that was sent, sent to me, uh, and there was one of them with uh, this guy, 
they would not fit into the editing program that I made that I uploaded on TikTok, but those will be coming soon in the YouTube video. Our shout-out to our TikToker of the week goes to just underscore Mike underscore 22. He is our TikToker of the week. Uh, again, Mike, it was a pleasure to meet you and to meet everyone last weekend. Uh, he is our TikToker of the week. Uh, also, I have a little more time on my hands now, and sometime soon, I don't know when, I will be going on the Here to Chew Bubblegum TikTok and having a live event uh, talking about whatever. Um, and I may be playing some uh, police audit videos and giving my uh, thoughts on them. I may share some secrets of law enforcement that may help you. Get I want to watch. Have a traffic can you ticket. let me know when this is happening so that I can drop it in the Telegram because I'm sure a lot of other people want to join. Too. Yes, yes, definitely, okay. definitely, definitely. I will. Uh, like, like I said, I, I may also be giving some secrets on how to get you out of a speeding ticket or something like that. I will be doing that very soon. Again, I have never went live on TikTok, so that will be a first for me. Um, That's not true. Well, I'm. I'm yeah. Well. You know what I mean. I mean, I as, as far as me being here in the studio or wherever, if you know, doing you know. Live, if I've, you know, you know. So, um, people in Eastern Kentucky still need your help. If you want to contribute to the flood victims, you can check out Team EKY Uh Be sure to check out upcoming episodes of uh, Reading with Rebecca, Cooking with Dirty Dan, and The Shipwreck Show. And the Here to Chew Bubblegum website is up and running. I will be adding a special subsection entitled Flockfest 2020, where I will be posting pictures. 2022. Uh, coming very soon. 2022. Coming very Two soon. Two fingers. On the Here to Chew <laughs> Bubblegum website. Dirty Dan, take it away. So, as always, be sure to go check out and support some friends of the show. Uh, we got DJ Nikki of Carbon Capture Shield. You can check them out at carboncaptureshield.com, see everything they're up to and the huge progress they've made over in Africa currently. Goose's favorite to say, Till Valhalla Project, spread Til the message, Valhalla spread the awareness. <laughs> spread the word. He got better. He's been practicing. And don't forget, especially in a crazy time with states making shit happen and, and allowing shit to get away, coming up with like Illinois, Adventure with Purpose. You can check them out, adventureswithpurpose.com. Check them out on their YouTube um, I know it was a highly publicized one. The whole Kylie Rodney thing came out. They literally dropped what they were doing, turned right the fuck around, drove, and they were the ones who found her. Yes, they were. They had 10,000 hours of law enforcement and community looking, and they did the exact opposite of what they did. They actually got information. They followed it. They found her. They brought that entire family and community a, a, a good bit of closure. So go check them out, YouTube. Adventures of the Purpose or the website adventureswithpurpose.com. Um, and uh, for three more weeks, uh, what I've been doing since episode one, I'll be giving shout outs to these people you're about to listen to in three weeks when we cross over to episode 100. I'm going to change it up a little bit. I don't know exactly how, but I will 
uh, change it up. But I want to thank Carlin and give him special thanks for all the voiceover work. Be sure to check out and support friends of our show that have their own shows. I'm talking about CK and Uncle Bill over at DeadPit.com. Talk Junkie with Justin Perkins. Uh, you can also hear Retro Cult with Justin Perkins. Jordan Brad of Down the Holler. Elliot Gertie and Beagle of the Spooky Family Podcast. The Mount Mysteries Podcast with Chris Sloan. And if you're a fan of Cronkite, you can now hear him. Snowman and Large Marge over at Paranormal Trucker on YouTube. And our buddy John Marshall. He is the host of Beyond the Paranormal Podcast, which you can watch on uh, Facebook every <coughs> Tuesday night at 8 p.m. If you want to awaken more, be sure to check out Rebecca Short on TikTok and Twitch. That one will be staying there. That'll do it for this week. Uh, before I close it out, Rebecca raised her hand. Please, by all means. I just want to, I just, shameless plug, um, the Shipwreck Show, we are officially on our new nighttime time. So it's it's 9 p.m. Flock Standard Time at night, Tuesday nights now. We switched from the morning show to the night show. And uh, it was a great show this week, and I encourage everyone to tune in. I will add that at episode 100. Uh, Mike, you're very welcome. Darian, thank you for coming in. Is there anything that you want to say before we close things up? No. Okay. You you are welcome back anytime. Please come back. Uh, you're one of the most smartest people I have ever met. Um, that'll do it for this week. We'll see you next week, and until then... So long for now. Maybe I'm not leaving. Maybe I'm just going home. Bye, flockers. Thanks for listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum. Tune in next time as we dive deeper into things the government doesn't want us to know. <laughs>